0: We're going to jump right into this message today. Call this message a "Failing Forward." Failing forward, hallelujah! Failing forward. We'll be in the book of First Corinthians, chapter nine, and Paul com- compares life to running a race. And in a moment, we're going to uh, read him uh, read about him saying, "Run uh, in such a way to win the prize. Get the prize. Don't run." Aimlessly is what scripture is saying. Don't don't go after the prize that just won't won't last, but the prize or the crown that's going to last forever. And don't get yourself disqualified in the process either as you as you're trying to run this race. Run to win, to to succeed, and to accomplish everything that God wants for you, for your life, for for your church, for your family, and those around you. So let's read. Let's just jump right into uh, this portion of scripture today from First Corinthians. Verses uh, 23 through 27. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games go into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever, hallelujah. Amen. And therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I, might, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this word, mighty God. We thank you for it, O oh God. Help us, Lord, not to be disqualified as we run the race. The race that you have called us to, to run, O oh God. Lord, rise up an army of people willing to go forward in faith, oh God, forward, Lord, Lord, to just do the things that you have called them to do, oh God. Give us a new passion, a new urgency, a new fervor for you, mighty God. Lord, elevate us to new levels, oh God. Lord, heal our body, heal our country, heal our land, oh God, in the process, oh God. and Lord, I just pray that there would just so many of us, God, willing to serve, willing to give, willing to go, oh God, willing to go into the streets, oh God. We thank you, Lord for your scripture we thank you Lord for your word and we thank you for what you're you're doing through us and through this house and through your people may you get all the glory honor and praise in Jesus name amen you may be seated today I want to speak about failing forward instead of backwards and too many people of faith have been so beaten down and kind of overwhelmed with life with failures and hard times than so many ways they're defeated and uh, deflated in their lives. But, but God wants, doesn't want us to feel that way or, or see life that way. He has given us power. He has given us His word. He has given us authority. Uh, amen? amen? And He has overcome the world. we got to hold on to His promises. He is the victor, and we are on the winning team. Right. Hallelujah. Don't give up on God, church, because God has not given up on you. He has not given up on me. He hasn't given up on on us. So stay focused on our mission, on your calling, and whatever obstacles might come your way, push through them. Go forward in faith, not backwards. Now, while our clocks are, are turned back last night, we're going to push forward and fail forward and not allow anything to take us off track and off mission and not allow anything to disqualify us. And if we take risk and step out in faith, and even if we stumble and fall, we have to fall forward. Be careful of going backwards. Fell forward and not allowing our situations to derail us from, from our crowns, from our joy, from serving, from being on mission, and following the ways of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Bless all that's said and done, God. Hallelujah. We're going to face failures of some sort in life. But how we overcome our failures can be a matter of life and death. It can determine our future, our success. It can determine what we're going to do next. Overcoming failure can mean going to the next level in life, whatever that is and wherever that whatever that means, wherever that takes us. And Paul says run in such a way to get the prize. Now there's different types of races, right? I'm sure you've seen races or you ran races in your life. And when you're training you need to know if you're doing a sprint or if you're doing a marathon. We have any races here, people that love to run or, or race? No runners. I know. Tom, I know Tom. Tom, sorry, Tom, you're not here. You're doing something else. I'm calling you out, brother. But 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 his wife is representing. That's that's good. I know where he is. It's all good. Um, we we give you a pass today. But but he's a runner. He likes to run. We gotta pray for his knee because he's having he's having some pr- problems with his knee too. He he loves to run. Um, I used to run a lot. I have injuries now. But but i But when you go into training, right? You have to know. Is it a sprint? Is it a marathon or is it gonna be a long a long type of race? And when it's a sprint, you just kinda of run from the beginning, just run hard from the beginning. Run strong and run hard from the beginning. As fast as you can, holding really nothing back, you just go fast. But if it's a marathon, right, you kinda of pace yourself. You manage the track, you manage the course, right? You're, you're paying attention to what's happening. You look at mile markers right, ahead of you. You need to make sure that you don't burn out too fast. So you're paying attention to the signs and the turns and, and all the obstacles that might be out there. You need to know where the peaks and the valleys are, right, where the, where the so water supply uh, might be. You might manage the race very differently when you're sprinting or, 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 or when you're doing a marathon. But regardless of the race, regardless of what you're doing, everyone who competes in the games go into strict training. We know that running a race takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort. And often you might have a trainer or a coach that's helping you along the way. But either way, it takes planning. It takes purpose. It's not random. It's not specific. Uh, It's not just doing whatever you feel like doing. It is specific. It is focused work. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, Therefore I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and I make it my slave. And Paul is not just giving us a lesson on how to get ready to run a marathon or run a worldly race while his teachings can apply there and will help us if we follow it. But he's speaking about something eternal, something that's going to last forever. He's speaking about receiving a reward as well in heaven. He's speaking about being with God for all eternity, being saved, being set free. Starts with a Decision. Decisions that we make while we're living on earth will affect where we end up in life. So run in such a way that you may receive your crown. Be intentional in how you run. And that's my first point, be intentional. Be intentional when you run the race. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. And so many believers are just running their life aimlessly. We have computers and planners and calendars, electronic devices, and all these gadgets, right? Um, all these devices, all, we take it wherever we go, right? We're, we're still in many ways running aimlessly. With all these gadgets and all these devices, we're still running aimlessly. Especially when it comes to the, the godly things. And Without raising your hands, please don't raise your hands. Think about how often we, we come to church. and We come to church you know, late or for an event or whenever we feel like it. Is it bad planning? Is it intentionally planning that way? Is it aimlessly planning? Maybe you have a, a missions trip or some kind of uh, ministry that you want to do sometime in the future and you just never get to it because other things are so more important than what God wants you to do. Because if you think about it, or at least we should think about it, how many times are we really late for, all, for our work? Or jobs. How, how often can you be late to your jobs before you get fired? And my job, if you, you, you would go through a whole process, but you keep coming late, you'll eventually be fired or let go. How I many social events are you late? Now I know we're purposely late sometimes to social events. But as a rule, as, as the more important some is, the more you make an effort to be there. Paul is saying, don't run life just aimlessly without purpose. God has created us with purpose. God has created us with with intentionality. He has gifted us and crafted us. He has given us the Holy Spirit. He has empowered us, right? He's leading us, he's guiding us in, in all truth. Don't squander your gift. Don't run through life aimlessly. Pause and ponder what you do. Pause and ponder what you do next. Ponder Plan, prepare for your next steps. Look ahead to see where you're going. But make sure you ask God for wisdom, discernment, direction as as you're making those plans. Life's too short. Life is like a vapor. We're just here for a moment and then we're gone, right? And it's just gone. It's fleeting. And so don't run aimlessly. Be intentional in life. Paul says, I do not fight like a man beating the air either. And so we have this image here of a boxer. And I don't know how many of you... Um, have tried shadow boxing, right? But it actually is a real thing and it actually can be a tiring thing. And while it, it benefits you, like like the fact that it helps you with cardio and, and, and maybe focus, it's not, it's, it's not being in a real fight. You're not really being in a rough fight. There is really no opponent when you do it. Only yourself. Nobody is really challenging you but yourself. Uh, nobody's attacking you. Nobody's hitting you. No one's really blocking you or, or getting in, in your way. It's pretend in a sense. But don't go around pretending to be a Christian. Don't go around pretending. This doesn't benefit anyone. So many people are fake, phony frauds. I'll take that from Bob Grant. I heard that growing up. Fake, phony frauds. We shouldn't be that way. So many pretenders in life, always wanting to be something else, always wanting to be something we're not. Don't be that way. Understand the enemy is real. And therefore the battles are real, and life and death and one's future destiny is at stake. So don't run aimlessly, don't don't be a pretender, be intentional with who you are. Be intentional with your walk and your work with God. Make every day count for Jesus and don't get yourself disqualified in the process. Stay focused on course and run the race. And whatever you're doing, be intentional and be an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Number two, be an overcomer. Be an overcomer. There's so many things that can bring us down and can take us off track and can take us off off mission. So many things that can knock us out of the race. And so many times we allow it. We even know that it's happening. We even get the warnings and we do it anyway. So many things that can sideline us. So many things that can defeat us. So many things that can take us off track. So many things, so many distractions, so many So many things that just derail us. And so we need to be mindful of this. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 8 and 12 to 12 says, We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed we're always carrying around our our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies verse 11 for we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus sake though that in this life may be revealed in our mortal bodies so then death is at work in us but life is at work in you we are jars of clay we are weak vessels and yet the lord is going to do something through those weak vessels that bring him glory and honor if we allow it to tell his story his glory his story it's not our story it's his story now that doesn't mean we won't be uh, have any struggles right that doesn't mean we're hard pressed on every time on every side but not crushed we feel the pain of life we feel it. We feel the abandonment of others. And sometimes, even from our closest friends and family, we feel, feel abandoned by loved ones. It hurts. We feel the pain of that. We feel the pain of, of just doing life sometimes. The pain of failure. The pain of lack. The pain of being hurt. The pain of other people failing you. And then we allow that to consume us and consume our mind. and we lose our focus and our vision. We give up on our friends and our family and our church and our loved ones. Don't allow those things. To derail you. Don't allow those things to lead you to being disqualified. Or maybe you don't get disqualified, but your attitude, your actions, the way way you are, you, you cause other people to be disqualified in their race. The way you're leading them, the way you're revealing Christ to them. And don't allow failures to stop you from going forward in faith. And that's why I say fail forward, not backwards. Imagine babies for a moment. When they're first learning how to get up and walk and they just simply say, nope, I fell down too many times, I'm not getting up again, that's just enough for me, and that baby's gonna spend the rest of their life crawling, right? Being in a lowly position, looking up all the time, trying to figure out why they're not getting far. Child will never learn how to walk and run if that's their mindset at that young age. That would be falling backwards. But that's not what they do, is it? They fall down, they get up. They fall down, they get up. They fall down, they get up and again, and they try again and again and again. And before you know it, they're, they're walking, they're crawling to walking to running, and then you want to put boundaries around them. It's like, no, slow it down, you're growing up too fast. You're moving too fast, and as they mature, they'll eventually get to new heights and, and see things from a different uh, vantage point, and they're maturing. And that's the way it's supposed to be. They're not supposed to stay crawling around, isolated, failing forward, becoming an overcomer. It's not allowing your past to dictate your future. I hope, I hope you're hearing this today. It's allowing God's word to define you, not what others say defines you. It's knowing who you are in Christ Jesus and believing it and and living in such a way that, that you reveal it, that you reveal that truth, that you are a child of the King. Hallelujah. When you fail backwards, you're quitting. You're giving up. You're giving up at least too soon. You're allowing your current situation to crush you. But in Christ Jesus, we're not crushed, perplexed, or in despair. We have God's words, we have his truth, we have his principles, and we simply need to believe in him and follow his lead and follow his will and follow his ways. And, and while we are persecuted, we're not abandoned. We might get st- stuck or struck down, but we're not destroyed. We're overcomers in Christ Jesus. Now, Satan is against us. We need to know that. He's against us. He wants us to fail. He wants us to fall, right? He wants us, he wants us to quit. He doesn't want us to get up. He wants us to stay down. He wants us to stay defeated, right? Uh, in fact, he has blinded people, the word of God says. But, but we as believers should not allow him to have a foothold in our life. But the word of God says, for the non-believers, for those who have rejected Jesus Christ, they're blinded right? They don't see properly. They have a veil over their eyes. And let's read about that in 2 Corinthians 4, beginning at verse 3. If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Verse 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now, non-Christians those who have never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior, they're, they're blinded. They're blinded by the devil. They're blinded by the evil one. They, they have a veil over their eyes, over their face, over their mouth, over, over, over the ears. They're living in darkness. And they don't recognize the truth. They don't recognize God's words. They cannot see the light of God or the light of the gospel of God, which is the glory of Christ Jesus. And so when they reject Jesus, what do they do? And they're rejecting God himself. And because they reject Christ, Jesus, who's the image of God, they end up blinded. They end up living in darkness. Now on a sidebar here for, for a moment, Paul starts to explaining how to preach and, and to teach. In a sense, this is what we ought to do. This is how we should preach and teach. And, and let me explain A little bit more here, reading uh, verse five of Second Corinthians four. We do not preach ourselves. What do we preach? We preach Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake, for God, who said, "Let shine, let light shine out of darkness." May His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. In the face of Christ. Verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. When we preach and teach the gospel message, we should not be looking to ourselves or pointing people to ourselves, but to Christ Jesus. We point others To Christ Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the light. He is the light. And it is his light that illuminates the heart and mind of us and others. Now, I need to say this too. Satan is the prince of the air. He is the god of this age. And he has blinded unbelievers. Men, women, people love to live in darkness. They love evil. And Satan wants to keep it that way. Now, while he also works in our heart and our, and our emotions, he works that way through people, his main battlefield is in the mind. If he can capture your thoughts and what you're focusing on. He will, he will start derailing you and moving you in certain directions. Change our thinking. And we will so often change our destiny when we're following godly principles. Resist the devil, he will flee. If Satan can get us to focus on our problems, on our lack, instead of God's word, he starts winning the battles in life. He starts getting a foothold uh, into our mind and slowly and, and purposefully our faith starts to diminish and we start losing sight of what is most important to us. COVID has showed us this in so many ways. It seems like um, people think less and learn less and and reason less, like sheep going to the slaughter. Social media giants have seemed to want to limit truth and, and stop you from asking certain questions. This, this don't ask, don't tell, the mindset has invaded our, our culture. Uh, they hate and they don't want you asking certain questions. They make asking questions a, a terrible thing and in many ways have stifled thinking and, and reason and rational thought in the process. Kids have been so indoctrinated with so much fear and junk and their minds are all messed up. they emotional and mental, uh, uh, social and physical problems. They have been blinded and veiled in so many ways as if darkness has, has taken over their mind. They're thinking that their everyday life is blinded. But stay encouraged, church. Stay encouraged because we know that, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Jesus is the victor. Jesus is the victor. Jesus is the victor. And Satan and his minions and and, and followers, they're losers. But we need to understand that Satan is still a very powerful individual, a very powerful foe, even if he is not equal to the Lord. While Satan represents evil and and darkness, and God represents good and, and light, they're not equal, and they're not opposite. Stop saying that. They're not equal. They're not opposite. Satan is a created being. God always was and and is and will be. Satan is limited in power and authority. God is unlimited in power and authority. Satan and God are not equal and they're not opposite. And now God has given us free will and free choice so we can live um, and we can invite him into our hearts and our lives or not. The beauty of it is it's a choice. And God knocks on the door of life and tries to get our attention. Each one of us, he's trying to get your attention. He makes a way when there seems to be uh, no way. But in the end, you have a choice. Receive him or not. Uh, Live for him or not. Reject him or serve him and follow him. Now, this doesn't represent working for salvation, as some people say. How difficult is it? It might be to say, yes, Lord, (laughs) that's work. That's not work. Yes, Lord, I want to live for you. It's not work at all. He makes a way, and he loves us first. He reaches out to us first, and we just need to respond to his love. We just need to respond to the light, his light. And by doing so, we push back darkness. We become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. When you reject Jesus, you remain in darkness. When, when you repent for your sins, and, and you invite Jesus to be Lord of your light, you start entering into the light. And once you're in the light and receive Jesus, live in such a way that you do not disqualify yourself. We're called to, to live a holy life. The Bible says, be ye holy, because I'm holy. I think that's something so many people have forgotten. Be ye holy, for I am holy. That carries over into all your relationships, by the way. It carries over into work and play and school and career. Be ye holy, for I am holy. And when we run the race, run the race in such a way that you do not get disqualified. Now, some think their sins and their past sins and failures have disqualified from serving the Lord or even coming to Jesus. Listen, you remain disqualified when you remain in darkness you remain disqualified when you remain in darkness lost in your sins And anyone, at any time, as long as you're living and breathing, can come into the light, right? As long as you're living and breathing on planet Earth, you can come and receive Jesus. We can come to him as we are. The problem is we're leaving as we are, but we need to leave differently. Come as you are, but don't leave the presence of God the same way you entered in. The idea is to come in a certain way, but leave transformed. Leave under the anointing. Leave under the power of God. Don't leave the same way that you came in. Don't leave holding those same baggages. Don't leave holding those same burdens. Allow him to transform your your life, your body, soul, and spirit. He cares about the entire person, not just half. If you're having trouble with your thought process, if you're blinded by the devil, there's a simple... Uh, answer the simple solution. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings and Always acknowledge Him. He will direct your path, right? Trust in the Lord and who He is and what He has done for you and what He will continue doing for you. Live faithfully day by day by day. Hallelujah. He came to earth on a rescue mission to seek and save those who are lost. He wants a forever relationship with you, with me, with us. He loves us. But man, people, humans have chosen darkness over the light. And to me, staying there means failing backwards. It will affect your life and your life to come if you stay there. But when you get up, when you get up, when you move towards the Lord and start moving towards the light, when you repent for your sins and turn away and you invite Jesus into your heart, you're no longer living in darkness, you're living in the light. When you fall, And we will fall, we will fail, fail forward. Fail forward. Because we all sin, we all fall short of the glory of God, we all fail, we all make mistakes, we all sin, we all miss the mark, but when that happens, we know that we have a heavenly Father who loves us dearly and will forgive us our sins as we repent and we turn to Him. And He will help us in all things, in all ways, and He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will help us in Jesus' name. Yeah, you can give him an applause. It's not me you're giving an applause to. It's to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. He will lead you away from sin always. And well, that's true. We will be tested. We will be tried. We will face hard times. But we don't have to yield to sin. That's an excuse of the devil. It's a choice to sin. And he will, God will always give us a way of escape. His word says that, but Satan is powerful and sin is alluring and the mind is a powerful weapon as well. Fix your eyes and your gaze on the Lord Jesus Christ and on him alone. Allow the Holy Spirit to move and motivate and operate in and through you every day. Let him minister to you. Let him comfort you. Let him guide you. Hallelujah. We need to renew our mind daily. Because it's like a computer and remembers everything in the past. Some of us have little glitches in it, but it it typically remembers everything in the past, right? It reminds us too often of our failures, of our past sins, of of our failed ways. I heard one one pastor say once, I don't want to go to my homeschool um, reunion from 40 years ago. I don't remember that person anymore. I don't want to be remembered at that person anymore. I'm transformed by the power of God. I'm someone different now. I'm a new creation. That was then. Now I'm who I am now. I don't want to go back there anymore. Sorry. The only reason I might go back there is because I'm a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God. I'm going there to be a living testimony. Otherwise, I'm not going back anymore. Don't remind me of my old self. Remind me of who I am now in Christ Jesus. I am a living being. I am am one of, of his children now. Amen? Hold on to that promise. You are a child of God. You are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are set free. Hallelujah. Don't allow the enemy to take over your mind anymore. Don't give him a foothold inside of your thinking. Uh, we got to think of things that are excellent and, and praiseworthy. The Bible says think on these things. Uh, we, we need to read the scripture and quote the scripture. And we need to put ourselves in in strict training at times, studying the words of God, meditating on the words of God, running the race that he put before us, knowing that we are victors if we stay the course, if we keep going forward, if we remain faithful in Christ Jesus, we will finish. And we will finish well if we follow Christ and the light, his light and his leading. Jesus is the only way to Father God, hallelujah. Stay intentional. Be an overcomer in Christ Jesus and be encouraged. Be encouraged, run the race in such a way that you get a crown when you finish and God will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, well done. You finished well. Our earthly crowns are only temporary, they will not last. But there are crowns that we get when we get to heaven because of the work that we've done on planet Earth. And those crowns are, are eternal and they're lasting. I'm not gonna get into that today, but I'm gonna give you some scripture verses and some terms. If you wanna just jot that down for another day, read it on your own. Five different types of crowns or rewards in heaven. The victor crown, 1 Corinthians nine twenty-five. Some call it the incorruptible crown. The crown of life, Revelation 2, verse 10. The crown of glory. 1 Peter 5, 2 and 4, the crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy 4, 8, and the crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 19 through 20. I don't know about you, but I want some jewels in heaven. I want some jewels. I want some crowns in in heaven. How about you? I hope you want it too. More importantly, I want to be with Jesus Christ. I want to run the race of God in such a way that I do not disqualify myself in the process. I want to run the race in such a a way that I get those crowns, that I finish well. Again, that he says, thy good and, and, and faithful servant, well done. But the race is not easy. And the mission requires work day by day. It requires discipline day by day. Training day by day. Suffering is part of it as well, church. Regardless of those who debate going through the rapture or not, I could care less. Be ready and be holy. He can come for you today regardless of what your eschatology is, your study of end times. In a way I want to be careful, who cares? Are you saved, yes or no? Are you gonna be set free, yes or no jesus is the light and his light shines on the the hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of christ regardless of any crowds we might get in heaven we need to get to heaven first so the greatest most valuable thing that anyone can possess is life, eternal life in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And I hope you can say, he's your Lord and Savior as well. Mark 8, verses 36 through 38 says, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give for exchange for his soul? And you know the answer is nothing. You're not good enough. You don't have enough money. Nothing. You can't give anything for it. Verse 38, if anyone is ashamed of me, ashamed of Christ and my words, in this, in this, this adulterous adult- and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. So we're going to be encouraged. We're going to be encouraged that anyone who turns their life over to Jesus Christ and invites him in will be received by him. But then they must live for him. Right? They must die to self and live for him and walk in his life, and walk in his light. Mark 8, 34 through 37 says, if anyone would come after me, they must, what? It says deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life, what does it say? Will lose his life. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. So live life on earth and run The race in such a way that you get crowns in in heaven. But more importantly, make sure you don't get disqualified and make sure that you are one of God's children. While Jesus died for all, not everyone's living for, for him. Not all will be his children. Many have rejected Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in, in, his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We're all we're all um, frail. We're all weak in, in, in some way. We're all uh, many of our our, our bodies are, are 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 broken vessels, right? But God can redeem us, and He can restore us, and He can make us whole again and well again. He can take us from a prison to a palace. Just like that overnight, when you receive Jesus, you become a child of God, heirs to his, to the kingdom, the Holy Spirit immediately resides inside of you, and with that you have rights, you have gifts, you have a authority in his name. Use it for his kingdom and for his glory. Now Paul says in Second Corinthians 4, I, I, and I believe uh, gives us some more further instructions on how to run the race. Second Corinthians 4, beginning at verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. heart. In other words, be encouraged. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are, being re- re- um, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Too many people are falling backwards because they're focusing on the past. I always say that you're gonna get into an accident if you're driving forward while looking backwards. Failing backwards by focusing on the past. A focus too much is is what's seen. A focus is too much on our troubles. But they don't realize these troubles are just temporary, a short-term problem, a momentary trouble, when we compare it to eternity with Christ Jesus. What's the average lifespan? 50 years, 80 years, 120 years? Whatever God gives you is what it is, but it's only a vapor. It's only like this, Junior, like that, when you compare it to eternity. And don't lose heart. And don't give up either. Get up when you fall down. And get up when you've fallen and failed. Because if you don't get up, you disqualify yourself. If you quit and lose heart and hope, you end up in a bad place. Listen, in the natural, we know this is true. When you're hurting and everything's messed up, Don't raise your hand, but how how many times you're like, I'm done, I don't want to get out of bed. I feel like that sometimes on Saturday morning when I have nothing to do. I always have something to do, but there's times that, anyway. If you're not careful, you don't get up. Put you in a bad spot, be encouraged. The Lord is with you, and the Lord is for you. The Lord loves you. The Lord has sent us this Holy Spirit to guide us, to govern us, to move us, to, to lead us. In fact, when you see your trials and struggles and training, listen up, as developing you for something better, your attitude changes. When you see yourself going through these things and the mindset is, it's getting to me, it's getting for me to go somewhere better. When I was in sales, I learned so many things and so it comes out in some of these messages, but um, it was suggested to us to get 100, Give out a hundred business cards, just go anywhere and give out a hundred business cards. And the goal is to get a hundred no's, right? I mean, this is how sales work. Go get a hundred no's, right? Go give out every card and give out a hundred no's and and get the no's. But then when you get the hundred no, treat yourself to something good. Now I used to say, treat myself to food, but then it becomes an eating disorder. But I'll still go get an ice cream cone or something that I enjoy. But okay, make it whatever you want, which is legal and not sinful. Okay, I just got today you gotta put all these qualifiers on it because we're so jacked up in our head. Our mind is so messed up and we go in a thousand different directions because we're all crazy now. <laughs> I don't know if it's COVID or what, but anyway, um, take a break, get excited about something. In other words, use the no for something good. Change your mindset that that no is negative and it's getting you somewhere forward. See, it's an attitude change. Switch it in your head, it's an attitude change, right? In a sense, you're tricking your mind instead of uh, receiving the no or the trial or something that's negative or blocking you, right? See it as that you're getting one step closer to your yes. Hey, listen, I, I, I pursued and I'm married now. You know how many no's I got from her? She didn't just say no. She was like, I pursued her. I wasn't taking no for an answer. I didn't put money on a hole before we even got engaged. I was like, yo, if I lose that money, what does it mean in the light of losing my girl? What's the value of money when you lose your honey? Oh, write that down. All right, now stay focused, Dane. Stay focused. You just keep going forward in faith. Don't allow the failures to define you. Don't, al- don't allow that real estate deal that closed to define you. Don't allow that sale that you lost to define you. Get up tomorrow, make those next calls, do what you have to do. But, but now make it in our faith. You do that for work, you do that for finances, you do that for life. You run into someone and, they, and, and, you, and you say something about God and your faith to them and they close, your, close you down. Five minutes later, get back up, and do it again. Don't allow people to take you off off mission in God. Uh, We label people good or bad, naughty or nice, and and then we punish ourselves in the process, and we believe the lies, and we believe the lies of the enemy. Don't quit, and don't you give up. But I'm saying, see these obstacles, and see these trials as one step closer to your success. We need to get up when we're down. We need to get up when we fall. We need to hold on to the promises of God, yay and amen. We need to understand that our failures and sins, they they harm us at times and they harm others around us, but the only sin and the only trials that you'll face that that will defeat you and affect eternity are the ones that are not covered by the blood of the lamb. And so if you're a born again believer, a Christ follower, then you're covered by the blood of the lamb. And if you sin and if you fall short, you're covered. And when you have sinned, right, confess your sins unto God. Turn away from those sins and ask God to forgive you, and he will. I think that's great news. He's holding you in your hands, even though you're imperfect. But the perfect one is holding you. Hallelujah. But does this mean you get to live like the devil? No. Does this mean you can run the race however you feel like it, violating the laws and principles of God in the process? No. If so, why is Paul giving us instructions how to run the race? Right? Why is he telling Christians how to live and act and behave? Throughout Scripture, we have this. Well, we might be saved and have eternal life in Christ Jesus, that's only the beginning of your forever relationship with him on earth and goes right into heaven. And once saved, we live for him. And we are, act, we are to act a certain way as well. We die to self. And so when I say fail forward or failing to win, I mean live in, in such a way that life's struggles and troubles do not stop you from uh, excelling or doing the things that God has called you to do. Exercise your faith in God daily. Armor up daily believe his words hold on to his promises daily hold on to the promises that have been spoken over you for your life until you see it be fulfilled don't you give up on those prophetic words don't you don't you give up on the words that have been spoken over you whether it was a child or whether it was 30 years ago don't give up on them believe what you heard from god that he will see those things fulfilled and when you fail and fall short get up repent when you have sinned say you're sorry to others around you when when you hurt them but then you need to mature and grow up and carry on in your faith and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we look at Israel, we see over and over again, the Bible says that they have failed and they have fallen short, over and over again. God wanted them to go into the promised land. Instead, uh, they grumbled, they complained, they they didn't do what they were supposed to do and they were disciplined for it. And they ended up uh, wandering in the wilderness, for what? 40 years, 11 day journey approximately, 40 years, right? Because sin will do that, sin will mess you up, sin will derail your dreams, sin will delay success. Right and, and knock you out of the race, and disqualify you, and, and take you off track. That's why I say be careful of the, run, the race that you run. Don't disqualify yourself in the process. Run the race according to godly principles and doctrines outlined in these holy scriptures. But when you fail and you fall short, turn back to God. Don't run away from God. Don't run away from the body of believers. So many of us, what we do, oh, we're going to go pray and fast, and you never see them again. they have gone. They're still on the mountain somewhere praying and fasting. Hey, that's obsession, by the way. Don't do that. Season, short season. So the Bible says. We need to have some rescue missions, I think, Bruce. We need to go out and find some of these people that are lost. We all need to do that in our, in our giftings. Cry out to God. Be encouraged that He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's not the one leaving. We are. The same spirit of that raised Christ Jesus and resurrected from the dead will be the same one that raises us up. He's going to present us to God. And when we suffer and and face trials, we grow from that. We can learn from that. Our failures can teach us lessons that eventually make us stronger. Now again, I'm not saying sin so that you can become stronger. That would be foolish. I'm saying the storms of life are going to come. We will fail and fall. Remain faithful to him and we can come out stronger when we get to the other side of the storm. More confident in Christ Jesus. Greater faith will build up and arise in us. I want to encourage you today. Fail forward. Fail forward. Don't look at your past as just wasted time. It's only a wasted time if you never learn from your mistakes. It's only a wasted time if you never grow and learn from your mistakes, right? It's only a wasted time if, if nothing ever changes in your life from your mistakes, and you re- keep repeating them over and over and over again, right, it's just, it's only a waste of time if you lose heart and you quit, and you remain in those troubles, failures, or woes. But our bodies are wasting away inwardly we are being renewed and blessed by God. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of us, is working in us and through us. In light of forever, our afflictions on earth are light. In light of forever, our afflictions on earth are light. The temporary, even when our bodies are wasting away, for those who are in Christ Jesus, we will one day have new glorious bodies hallelujah maybe we'll have wings maybe we won't i don't know probably not right probably not (laughs) just just whatever saying that you know um it's going to be a wonderful and amazing time whatever those glorious bodies that he's given us no more pain in my leg and my arm and arthritis and all these other things we're going to have we're going to be free in christ jesus So we deal with stuff on earth, that's just the way it goes. We deal with hard times and troubles, we deal with our failures, but don't stay defeated, don't stay depressed and deflated. These are just short-term sufferings. Here's some more encouraging words. Write this down from Romans 8, beginning at verse 14. Romans 8, 14, those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, for God did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship, it says. Highlight that, underline that, And by him we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And this idea of sonship is very important. Sons and daughters were not treated the same way in ancient times. And for the most part, the sons were the ones who got the Inheritance, not the daughters, but the Bible is saying here sonship. It's saying sonship. That is not saying sons and daughters. It's including sons and daughters in this term sonship, because now the sons and the daughters as full heirs, as if they were the first son, the full heirs to the kingdom of God. Our daughters in faith, right, they have full rights in the kingdom of God, and those who are in Christ Jesus have full rights in heaven as it is on earth. Now, I don't know if you're getting that, but that's a big deal. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. God has a plan and a purpose for all of us. And don't let the enemy of God rob you from your rewards or knock you out of the race or limit you in your calling in any way. If you fail, fail forward. Fail working for the Lord. Fail trying to step out in faith. Don't allow past failures from from achieving uh, the success that God wants for you. When you fail and you quit, you lose. But reflect on what went wrong, or what you did wrong, and then get up. Get up and keep going in faith in Christ Jesus. Now Babe Ruth uh, struck out more times than he hit home runs. He failed two out of three times at bat, but we don't remember him for his failure. we remember him for his home runs. And Walt Disney was fired because the newspaper editor thought that he lacked ideas. And then Walt went on into bigger and better things, and now we have all these types of parks and theme parks and rides and, and wonders. Don't allow your past failures to define your future successes. And even if you have some kind of uh, disability, you were created by God and, and put in this time and place and season for, for a time like this. Use your gifts, talents, and abilities for his glory. Whatever they are, rego- regardless of, of if they seem big or small, whatever uh, little that you have in your hands, right? Use it for the kingdom of God. Allow him uh, to, to, to do something great and devote and dedicate what you have unto the Lord. Moses' stick was not alive, right? And it didn't wield the power. And God took what was Moses, what's in Moses' hand, and now we know he did the miraculously. The miraculous. It wasn't the stick. It wasn't what was in his hands. It wasn't Moses himself. It was God operating through Moses where the miracle came. Run the race of God that, that, that he has called you to run, not not your friend, not your pastor, not someone else, run the race that he has given you don't run aimlessly but intentionally, don't get disqualified either, live holy and pure lives, allow your failures not to derail you or or or, or make you stall but use them as a stepping stone to something greater to move you uh, further along in your walk, be an overcomer get up when you fall down stand up when you fail, finally be encouraged, and don't chase things that won't last. The Lord has things in store for us that we cannot even imagine or dream of. Stay faithful, stay devoted to him. Dedicate your lives on them, stay the course. Run the race in such a way that you will finish well. Fell forward, not backwards, and the Lord will richly bless you. If you wanna just bow your heads and close your eyes just for a few moments. So let's just, just for a few more moments, just reflect on this message. Some of you here might not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I know most of you do, but some might not. And you can know today, speak to Him from your hearts and repent for your sins. Invite Him to be Lord of your life. And if that's you, just raise your hands and love the opportunity to pray with you. If you're watching from home, or listening while you're driving with your eyes open. Just simply speak the truth. Speak to him from your heart. He knows, he knows what you're going through. He knows the trials that you, you're facing. He loves you. We wanna pray with you as well. Email us, call us, write us. But right where you are, just cry out to God. Speak to him from your heart ask him to be lord of your life and forgive you he wants a forever relationship with you speak to him, and maybe you're struggling with things here today or again listening maybe you're addicted to something and you're embarrassed maybe you're facing troubles that that don't seem to go away talk to jesus he can make a way when there seems to be no way maybe you're sick maybe you're hurting maybe you're fearful today or there's some kind of trial that you're that you're going through that that you feel like you can't bear, or you don't have the answers for, Jesus can help you. Jesus can heal you. Jesus loves you. Lay those burdens at his altar. Lay those burdens at his feet. Whatever it might be, he's the answer. And as we sing this song, these altars are open, and we love to pray with you and believe for your miracle. Let's stand, and some of you today might need to be at these altars for a little while. We're praying for you. We are believing for miracles today. We're believing that as we worship the Lord and respond to his word, the healing power of God will be released in this house and be released through you. Lives will be transformed by the power of God, and we will be the victor no matter what comes our way. But no matter what comes our way, fail forward knowing that Jesus loves you. This I know because the Bible tells us. So these altars are open. Let's worship the Lord.
1: You are always fighting for us, heaven's angels are. and my defender you're my savior and my friend by your grace I live and breathe to worship you at the mention of your greatness in your name I will bow down in your presence fear is silent for you wear the victor's crown let your glory fill this temple Make like your power That you would remind us that we are yours you have chosen us and we are victors through your name Lord God we may fail we might stumble Lord God but we're gonna get back up we're gonna get back up and keep on going keep on going to push forward your message to push forth the gospel to advance the kingdom of God in our lifetime in our generation and we thank you for that privilege we thank you for that opportunity we love you and exalt your name today and it's in jesus name we pray